Well, good morning, all. My name is Greg Vicar. I'm one of the pastors here. And boy, we are here to have a lot of fun this morning. So kids, I'm glad that you're in service today because I'm pulling out all the stops for you because I want to keep you uh, engaged in this message. So this week, we're going to embark on a journey. And we're praying that we're going to make a difference, right? We don't want to just do things in our own strength. We want to see amazing things happen in the lives of kids. We're praying that we can impact hundreds of kids with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And like as they hear the gospel, this could change the course of the rest of their life. Amen? Right? That's the goal. And, and boy, doesn't our world need people's lives to be changed, especially little ones? If, if we can minister the gospel to them this week, that would be amazing. So make a difference. Have you ever seen that anywhere? Yeah, it's right up there, right? We got to make a difference. Um, so know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. That's our, our Shiloh vision statement. It comes from Ephesians 1, 17 and 18, where Paul prays a prayer for the church. And he prays these four elements, that we would come to know God, that we would come to find freedom. As we know God, there's baggage that we all have. So there's an experience we have at salvation where we come to know Jesus as our Savior. But it doesn't stop there. We continue day after day to know God more. As we know him more, we find freedom. Lord Jesus, save me from my past. Let me let go of the things that so, so easily tie me down. As we find freedom, then we discover purpose. And it's amazing as we discover purpose because it, it's like, wow, this is the reason why I was born. But as, as I look at those three things... It's like taking this quilt. This is a quilt my, my mother-in-law made for Meg. Her mom made it for her when she went off to college. So if you look at this quilt, knowing God, finding freedom, discovering purpose, making a difference, it's like each one of these little pieces of fabric that she had to cut out. But it doesn't all come together until she sews it all together, right? And, and it's a hand-stitched, each one. It's just, it's amazing what this is when it all comes together. But that's what happens when we come together to make a difference. Like we're each one of us, we're like that little piece of fabric that's a different color. We got a different purpose, but somehow we all fit into this. And God the Father, like he's the one that knits us together. And he's the one that makes something beautiful out of us. So that's the goal this week, that we come together in unity, we come together to make a difference. So as we start this message this morning, I want to start off by reading from Psalm 27.1. And it says this, Unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. Unless the Lord protects a city, guarding it with sentries will do no good. Now, if I invited you to come help me do a task like staining my swing set, and you knew that, okay, we're going to get this swing set stained. It's going to be wonderful. But then we knew that rain was forecasted. Like, would it ever make sense to stain a swing set if the rain was forecasted to come? Like, that would kind of be wasted labor, wouldn't it? You'd be like, Greg, let me come over for three hours, stain your swing set, and then the rain's going to wash it all away. Now, not that that's ever happened to me before. It actually did. It was a warm fall night, and I'm like, I could stay my swing set today. It's a fall night. Like, God's given me a gift. So it gets dark in the fall early. I'm out there with lights coming 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock. I got lights on. I'm staying in my swing set. I'm done at 8. And then a thunderstorm hits at like midnight. I didn't realize it was going to rain, and a lot of the stain got washed away. It's like I labored in vain. Probably not a great idea. Like, I could have used those hours to do something more productive, right? So we don't want to come into kids' camp week 
and labor in vain, right? Anybody? Anybody signing up for that to come labor in vain? No, I don't want to labor in vain. None of us want to labor in vain. So how do we not labor in vain? We let the Lord build the house. We don't try to build it by ourselves, right? We've got to partner with God. It's not me working in my strength or you working in your strength. It's us saying, God, would you come? Would you fill us by the power of your spirit? That as we go into this week, we're going to let the Lord build the house. And it's going to be, it's going to be a great work. It's going to be a work that he does. So how do we partner with God? Right? We partner with God through prayer. Now, when you look in throughout the Bible, there's so many scriptures that talk about prayer. I'm just going to cover three of them this morning. But the first one I want to cover um, comes out of uh, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. And it says this, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He's done. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So we're talking about prayer. It says, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. How many of you feel like we should only pray about the big stuff? Like the job, the house, you know, anything, big expense. I need to pray about that. Ah, but the little stuff, you know, like God doesn't. No, he says, pray about everything. Now, anybody stressed about kids camp and what you're being asked to do, right? Maybe you don't have peace like, oh my gosh, I don't know if it's all going to come together. Well, guess what? When we pray about it, God says that we can experience his peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. It's a peace that doesn't make sense. So we can say, God, like I'm a little overwhelmed by this week and what the task is in front of me. I don't know if it's all going to come together, but God, I'm giving it to you. And then we can receive his peace. So you may wonder, what are these vases up here for? These vases are going to represent you and me. All right? So I've got two of them because I want to show you the difference that prayer can make in our life. So this is our situation, and this is us. And when we try to do things in our own strength, watch what happens. You ready? Can everybody see it? Boom. It's a fail. We just, we sink. We can't do it in our own strength. But now I want to show you what happens. See what I have in my little baggie? It's, can you read it? It says prayer. All right? So I'm going to take prayer, and I'm going to put prayer into my life. And boy, we've been praying about kids camp, and we're going to keep praying about kids camp. So I'm going to pray, I'm going to pray, I'm going to pray. Now, did you notice something? When I poured prayer into my life... It changes me, doesn't it? Now, it's not enough just to pour it into my life. I've got to stir it up. I've got to immerse myself in prayer. Like, I'm going to pray, I'm going to pray, I'm going to pray. And now that i got it all stirred up, and yes, I made a mess up here. There's salt on the table. Sorry about that. Whoever's got to clean it up. I left salt on the counter yesterday as I was practicing this, and Meg found it <laughs> as she's wiping the counter. Why is all this salt on the counter? So now, this is my life with prayer. And now I have my situation that comes up, right? I'm going to drop it in just for effect, right? Bloop. Can you see it? Oh, my gosh. Like, God sustains me. He holds me, right? God is there to make a difference in my life. Prayer changes who we are, right? We don't sink anymore. We come, we float to the top. I think I need to stir this up a little bit more. Then it'll float a little bit better. Um, 
The prayer, you know, like if you don't get immersed in prayer, it's not just enough to have prayer in your heart. You've got to be immersed. But what we see here is that when we pray about everything, God gives us his peace. Now, where, does, what, where else do we recognize peace in the Bible? Right? It says the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So if we're praying and we're filled with peace, guess what? We're filled with the Holy Spirit because that's what he brings when he comes. And I believe this, that as we pray, we can also have love. We'll have more love. We'll have more joy. We'll have more patience. God knows we need more patience at times. We'll have more kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's what happens when we pray. It's an amazing thing. So when we pray, what does it do? It changes us. And it allows us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's the change that happens. And then God makes a difference in whatever the situations that we face. Now, this is what Mark eleven twenty says, 23 says. It says, pray believing with a right heart. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea. And it will happen. But you must really believe and it will happen. And have no doubt in your heart. You know, for decades people have been praying for an end to abortion and have been praying for an end to Roe v. Wade. Now, Roe v. Wade doesn't end abortion with that being stricken down. It just means there's no federal mandate, right? Now it's up to all the states. But the church as a whole has been praying. Why have we been praying for this? Because this is what Psalm says in Psalm 139. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book, and every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Right? God sees the unborn. This is a life. And and now the Supreme Court has stricken down Roe v. Wade. It's still up to the states for what's going to happen. But the work isn't done for the church, right? We don't come like the Pharisees saying, God, look at me. How great. No, we come in humbleness and say, Lord, thank you for answering this prayer. It's decades of prayer that has gone into this decision by the Supreme Court. We say thank you to God, but the work of the church isn't done. right? The church still needs to love every mother now that has her hopes dashed. She had an unplanned pregnancy. What is she going to do? The father, the other kids. like The church needs to come around these people like we come around everyone to give them hope, to give them love, to give them encouragement, to be the hands and feet of Jesus to them. So Shiloh, back in Christmas time, we did a Make a Difference drive, you might remember, and we took a collection for DCYF workers. We met with them and, and tried to encourage them and heard what are their biggest needs, and we started to develop a little bit better of a relationship with DCYF. But here's the deal. They need foster families, right? They need families that would step up to be adoptive families, That should be the church stepping up, frankly, right? We're the people that understand the truth of the word. We should be the ones stepping into this space. So we we had a foster love event here back in March. I'll put it in the Shiloh News, a link to it this week. If you missed that foster love event and want to know more about, hey, how can you get involved in some of the needs in our city, I'd encourage you to listen to that. We had a DCYF worker. We had foster parents here. We had a lot of people talking about ways that we could get involved. But this is a time for the church to reach out in love, to reach out in grace. It is a time to celebrate. Don't get me wrong. But it's like if I can eat ice cream and you're on a diet, I don't go, oh, this ice cream is so good. Like I don't do that in front of you. That's wrong, right? This is a time we, we reach out in love. We reach out with grace and compassion to, to all that 
It's a celebratory time for some, and for some, it's a devastating time. We recognize that, and we want to see God move. We, we want to say, God, how could you use us? Lastly, we've got to be persistent in prayer. This is what we find. Uh, it's Luke 18. It's two slides, so let me just read it. One day, Jesus told uh, his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. There was a judge in a certain city, and he said, the judge... Uh, in a certain city who neither feared God nor cared about people. Sounds like a wonderful judge, doesn't it, right? Someone who doesn't care, someone who doesn't fear God. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. And the judge ignored her for a while. But then he finally said, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. So I'm going to see that she gets justice because she's wearing me out with her constant requests. Then the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he'll grant justice to them quickly. But when the son of man returns, how many will he find on the earth who have faith? So you know what? Just like we saw with the eggs, it's not enough just to pray once. You got to stir it up. You got to be changed by it. Immerse, immerse yourself in prayer. We need to immerse ourselves this week in prayer. And as we come together in prayer, like our attitude matters. It really does. So I don't know how many of you ever played a video game. Anybody ever played a video game? All right, I'm seeing a lot of hands of young people coming up. Now, how many of you were born before... 1970? Anybody? Right? This is a game maybe you played as a kid. All the rest of you have no idea, but Atari was the second maker of video games. Little known fact, Magnavox was the first one to come out with a video game. Atari came out with a second one. In 1985, they released a game called Paperboy. So I want you all to watch this little video on Paperboy. We're going to watch three short games. And this is what I want you to look for because they're going to be a quiz. I want you to tell me how many points the paper boy gets and what does he have to do to get the points. Okay, so watch this little video. Disguised as a likable juvenile delinquent, paper boy journeys through a world of incredible danger. made it. He almost made it. All right. How many points did he get and what did he get him for? No. So if he got it on the mat, how many points was that? It was 300. 
when he broke the window, what happened? It was a minus 300. When he got it right in the paper box, what was that? 750. And what did he say? Am I good or what? Right as he crashes, right? I think that's the fulfillment of pride comes before the fall. That's out of Proverbs, right? And he fell. He crashed. But you see, the paper boy is kind of like me and you. It's a very simple job, right? To be a paper boy, you just have to try to do your job with excellence because it doesn't matter if you... It's no good if you put the paper in the weeds or or in the bushes, right? You want to land it on the doorstep. You want to put it in the paper box. If you're going to be prideful about it, you're probably going to crash, right? There was a number of times where, like, as soon as he said that, bam, he ran into something or he hits the sewer grate. There's going to be obstacles in our course. There are sewer grates. There are lawn ornaments we could run into. He learned, right, the first time he ran into a lawn ornament. The second time, he, he was able to navigate around it, right? So each of us this week... We have jobs to do. They may not be glamorous, but it's the heart we do them with that really matters, right? If we're persistent in prayer and we work willingly, right? This is what Colossians 3.23 says. Work willingly at whatever you do as though you are working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward and that the master you're serving is Christ. So we don't work this week for anyone here. Right? You're not working for me. You're not working for Kathy Saller. We're working as unto the Lord this week for those of us that are volunteering. So if I would sum this message up, I'd say this. Prayer makes a difference. Right? It, it makes a difference not only in my life. It makes a difference in all of our lives. Right? I don't know about you, but if, if I find that there's something in my life that's doing good, it's making a difference, I want to do more of that. Don't you? Right? And if I find something in my life that's negative, that's kind of beating me down, yeah, I, I can do less of that. I don't want any more of that in my life than is absolutely necessary. So what can I do to pray more? What would it look like if we were to develop a culture of prayer? Right? What would it look like? I think that would be wonderful. So here's what a culture of prayer looks like that we cover today. Pray about everything. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Do that on a daily basis. Pray believing with a right heart, right? Other scriptures say when we come to God, we not only need to believe and not have doubt, but we need to forgive. We need to have a right heart, not be like that Pharisee that looks at the sinner and and be proud. Be persistent in prayer. So as we think about making a difference, you know, one of the cries of my heart to the Lord is, God, I've always been a person who prayed, but I don't know if I'd ever describe myself as a person of prayer. Right? There is a difference, isn't there? That I can pray as a believer, but it's different from just praying versus being a person of prayer. But I'd also have a prayer for our church, that we could become a praying church, not just a church that prays. Right? So I know we've come together for times of prayer meetings and this, but I'd love us to be a praying church. But here's the deal. It's really hard to have a praying church unless... This one is a praying person, and this one's a person of prayer, and this one, and I'm a person. Like, when people of prayer come together, then our church is a church that, that's a praying church, right? If I'm just a person that prays, and you're a person that prays, and we all come together, people that pray, I don't think we become that praying church. We just become a church that prays. So as we close today, I want to practice a little bit, right? I want to have a time of prayer. And, and I think for some of us, you may be like, you know what, Greg, you got a good point. I could pray more. Maybe there's other things that I have in my life that I've just been doing it in my own strength, and guess what? I fail. I fall down. 
But you know, when we pray, like God changes not only who we are from the inside out, things go differently for us. So what would it look like for us to make a commitment together that we want to become people of prayer? Because I think as we do that, we will have a praying church. That's how it happens. But it starts with me. It starts with you. It starts with us making that commitment. Even as we go into Kids Camp Week, like if you've not been a a person of prayer, this is the week to become a person of prayer because we're going to need it. We're going to need it for Monday, for Tuesday, for Wednesday, for Thursday, for Friday, and then for next Sunday. Would you stand with me as we close? I want to pray for three specific things. First, I want to pray for all of us individually. Then I want to pray for each worker for camp. Then I want to pray for each kid that's going to camp. So would you bow your heads with me as we just consider ourselves personally? I I want you to ask yourself, just between you and God, can you grow in your prayer life? Can you grow in not trying to venture out and do things in your own strength, but asking God for his direction and his wisdom before you step out? I know I can. Would you say of yourself that you are a person that prays or you're a person of prayer? So I'm going to pray a prayer here. You can join with me if you like. Father God, I pray that I would become more than just a person that prays about a few things, but Lord, I become a person of prayer where I pray about everything. Lord, I ask you change me from the inside out. God, change us from the inside out as individuals. Lord, we don't want to be like the egg that drops in the clear vase and sinks to the bottom. Lord, we want to be that person that's changed by prayer, that when eggs drop on us and things happen, Lord, we're different. We see a difference, Lord. People can see a difference in our lives. So God, would you do that work from the inside out today? We ask that in Jesus' name. And now if you're here and you're a volunteer, would you just raise your hand if you're going to be volunteering for Kids Camp? So if you're not a volunteer and you want to lay hands on someone that is a volunteer or or volunteers want to get together and just lay hands on one another, I want to pray a prayer of blessing on everyone that's got a hand raised. So help me. If you're here and you're not raising a hand, you see someone with a hand raised, just walk over to them. Put a hand on them. Or if there's no one around you that's putting your hand, then you put a hand on someone else that's also a volunteer. But Father God, I pray for each volunteer. Lord, we don't want to be filled with who we are. We want to be filled with who you are, God. Lord, we labor in vain if you don't build the house. So God, we we humble ourselves before you, God. Lord, we ask that you fill us now with your spirit. God, that as we start this week of service, Lord, I pray for that we would make a difference. Lord, we would be that quilt that you would unite together, God, and it would be something beautiful to see. Lord, how how you knit us together, how you work in in love and in unity. God, I pray that we would see uh, a difference not only in our lives, but, but in the lives of those around us as we come together. So Father, bless each volunteer. Fill them with your Holy Spirit, God. Let your anointing come upon them in a powerful way. Lord, regardless of what their task is, Lord, they could be the paper boy this week. But God, let them do it with the right attitude. Let us do it as unto you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you are a kid here that's going to kids' camp, I want you to do something one time only. You're never allowed to do this again in church. I want you to stand on your chair if you're a kid going to kids' camp. Stand on your chair because that's how we're going to see you, right? (laughs) Because you're standing on the chairs, all right? Adults should sit so we can see all the kids, all right? We see all the kids standing. All right, perfect. Now...
This is awesome. Thank you guys. All right, now we want to pray a prayer for all of the kids that are coming to kids camp. Now, we're expecting, I don't know what the registration's up at now, maybe 170, 180, but it's going to, I'm sure it's going to hit over 200 kids this week. This is just a few of them. But these are our kids. These are, these, are the, these are the kids that are from near and dear to our heart. So would you stretch out a hand to each one of these kids? We're going to pray for them. Father, Lord, thank you for our kids. Thank you for the over 100 plus, 200 plus kids that are going to come this week through Kids Camp. Lord, we want to change a generation. Lord, we want to see something amazing happen in their lives to not only strengthen those with faith, Lord, to, but to present the gospel and to present Jesus Christ to those that have never heard you. So I thank you, Lord, for doing a work in these kids. Lord, thank you that you love the children and we love them too. So Lord, would you minister life? Would you minister grace? Would you minister peace, Father? Lord, we pray into the destiny of each kid that they would come to know you and their destiny would be changed to fulfill the plans that you have for them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, stand up with me one more time. We're going to close in prayer. Thank you. Well, Father God, we just give you praise for this day. Lord, I thank you that we can only make a difference as we offer ourselves to you and as we come together in, in, in unity around your spirit. So God, help us as a church this week to make a difference. Lord, help us to become people of prayer and a church of prayer, a praying church. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for those of you that are online. Have a great Sunday. Hey, thank you, sir.